Welcome to the Geeks of the North, a hobby and gaming podcast in the Dolph We're here to paint some miniatures and talk about the hobby, so why don't you sit back, relax, grab a paintbrush, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Geeks of the North, your hobby and gaming podcast in the Dolph As always, I'm your host, Paul Filio, here once again with the living legend, the wind beneath my wings, Antoine Bergeron. Hello. How's it going, buddy? Good, you? It is going okay. We are we are on a holiday Monday here. Yep. Uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, we have no plans, so this is going to be a quick and dirty rambling episode where Antoine and I talk about nothing. Oh, we talk well, about hubby. Yeah, yeah. And games. Well, considering, considering how much our listeners pay for this podcast, it seems like a good deal for them all the same. Mm-hmm. Free entertainment available right here from Canada. Well, I find me entertaining at least. <laughs> Uh, other, do people, other people do too, it seems, because we had uh, a good comment on YouTube today for the show. We, we did? Yeah. I, I missed that. Okay, I haven't checked my email, so. What what was the comment? Oh, it was just somebody who had uh, probably a rough day at work uh, was uh, entertained by us. Oh. Someone local or someone. Uh, no, uh, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, not Jeff. Jordan from All Us oh. Geeks. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Jordan finds it interesting and entertaining. You know, this this type of quality content uh, is not easy to come up with. Yeah, we helped him through a crappy, a really crap Labor Day at work. So he had to work on Labor Day. Yeah. We eased the pain. Well, that's... Just call me Naproxen. <laughs> I am uh, a little bit on the tired side, so expect me to be silly. That's uh, just the way it works. It was a long is. weekend for you, and we're recording late. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, these things happen. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, well, I guess I'll get into it in a hobby, but uh, I did a little event this weekend. We'll talk a bit about that later. What, um, what are you working on tonight? Fillet, or fillet, or whatever. Uh, I think each time I, Try to name her. You make fun of how I say it in French or in English. So I would never uh, make fun of how you say anything in French, Antoine, mm-hmm. except Philly. Well, no, I think it was because you said it in a. You tried to anglicize it as opposed to saying fillet. Yeah, I said fillet. I think fillet. Yeah, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like you know how that's pronounced, and it's not pronounced fillet. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm working on her. Embrace your Frenchness, Antoine. Yeah. Make your own proud. Yeah, I finally uh, decided on how I wanted to paint her. We had a, a small paint together last week, and I think I stared at her for an hour before finally committing to colors. It's not that the she's complicated, but like the most of the butchers, they have tons of layers. And I'm doing my butcher's pretty muted tones. So if I want to have some contrast, I cannot do them all shades of browns. So I try to uh, have a good mix of uh, brown, gray, and beige. And uh, Right. Uh, I think I got something that kind of works. Yeah, this is way... This still going to be visually interesting, right? 
Yep. And if you go too muted, you end up with miniatures that look like mine. But my guys are really muted, but the ki- the skin and some of the airs very bright. are very bright. So it compensates a bit. And I do only a small item of clothing in red. But it's a it's also a deep crimson, so it kind of stay muted, but the skin pops. So yeah, you guys, uh, your your guys are definitely uh not out in the sun too often. They play guild ball at night. Uh, it depends which one. Uh, Ox is pretty tan, but uh, some of them are uh, on the light side. Lane. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Lehen is a very, uh, very light. Oh, yeah, but he's a dragon that passes time in a opium den or something like that. Or whatever the equivalent is. Or that's what he used to do before joining the Butchers. That's true. That was in the fluff, right? Yeah. Didn't he OD yep. in the fluff and people were thinking he was going to be dead before he actually launched? It could have happened. Because that was very, uh, that's very steamforged. Killing characters before they actually come out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they killed Thresher before the, he, he launched his miniature, so... Yeah. And didn't Snake King die in the first, uh... First season fluff? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So. <laughs> they, they have a track record, let's say. Yep. Yep, so I'm working on her. What about you? Um, I am currently working on... Hellsmith. I had to think of his name for a second. Hellsmith for City, uh, City of Heroes. For Pulp City. Big, giant, super villain with a with a hammer that you'd think would be a smithy hammer, but it's not. It's more like a sledgehammer. And uh, he is a pretty cool model. I, I quite like him. He's a really nice model. Yeah. I tell you, this range of miniatures... Uh, has been a pleasant surprise for the most part. Yeah, you were pretty much down on them when the first time we talked about it, but I think they've yeah, grown I, uh, on you. Yeah, well, I think the thing is that I think like most small companies, they're a victim of the fact that they don't have a a particularly good painter for a lot of their stuff. Some of the stuff on their website is exceptionally painted. Yeah, but it's not but, all of the minis. No, right. exactly. Uh, this particular miniature I always thought looked good. Um, but like you go, um, on their site, there's just a lot of figures that, you know, leave something to be desired. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I've been pleasantly surprised by how I've painted up a lot of these things that I thought were going to be terrible looking models. And then once I painted them, I actually came out okay. So they are, they're better detailed than I thought. So it's always nice to be pleasantly surprised. Indeed. So yeah, that's uh, that is what I'm working on. Have you been able to do some more painting in the last week? Um, well, it's it's been kind of quiet hobby time. The uh, my daughter started school uh, last week a little bit, and so trying to get her onto a schedule that's compatible with school is proving challenging. Uh, more for me than for her. Um, I, I'm lucky enough that my work schedule used to allow me to go in late pretty much uh, every day. And um, so I can sleep in a bit. My daughter does, is not a good sleeper. So consequently, we'd 
both get up late and I just go into work late and make up hours or do whatever I could to compensate for that. But now with school, you know, we no longer have that flexibility of we'll just get up later because she can't be late for school. Yeah. So that means that I am now getting up at six o'clock in the morning where I used to get up at, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock. Probably that closer to is eight. rough. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's not particularly rough. I mean, a lot of people, you guys, for example, you, you know, with you, you get up at like five thirty or something, if I recall correctly. Yeah, between um, that and six. Yeah. So yeah, you have far rougher. Um, but your kids tend to sleep, I think. Yes, my kids so, are easy sleeper. So what what kills me is not the getting up at six; it's the getting up at twelve thirty, then two, then four, then six. Yeah. So I feel like I have not slept at all. My kids are like crazy monsters because they haven't had enough sleep. And there's not really a whole heck of a lot I can do at this point. Like, they, they just gotta get up. Anyway, so that's proving challenging. Um, I have not figured, figured a way to deal with it properly yet. Um, and in fact, uh, work's been, my position at work has changed a bit. So I'm doing more there as well. And I've just been exhausted. So I'll just say I haven't got a lot of hobby done. Uh, last week I managed to start this Hellsmith model. And also I started working on, um, Sister Bedlam, who's another, another villain for Pulp City. And, um, also, uh, I managed to get the Arena Rex, uh, arena from you that I'd 3D printed. And I, I put a little bit of color on that just to, just to make it not plain, you know, multicolored 3D printed plastic. Yeah. So bright green some, and bright yellow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, that weird teal color I had, uh, just so I could, you know, do a little bit of, of arena rexing. You know, I, I can't say I did anything great with it. It's, you know, base coated and then a little bit of airbrushing strategically placed to try to give it, you know, some, for lack of a better word, some tone. But that's, uh, that's really it. It's what, a pretty uh, big piece. So whatever you've been able to do is already a Well, it's, it's, it's a three foot arena. So yeah, it's a fairly good size. Yeah. And I've had that in my ends for quite a year and a half. And I had uh, base coated two parts. So. You were able to do all that in one week. That's a lot better than I was able to do. <laughs> well, yeah, but let's let's face it; it was never a priority. Nope. <laughs> you know, we played uh, we played a little bit of Arena Rex in prep for me to go to Captain Con and play Arena Rex there. Mm -hmm. and, and we that had the mat. Really so yeah, exactly. We had the mat. So eh. it was never a rush to have more than one zone of play. But now that we have uh, other buddies who want to play. It makes more sense now. Yep. And um, they seem to enjoy the game quite a bit. It's a fun game. It's simple. It's fun. I, I don't think it has the depth that other miniature games do, but that's okay. Not everything has to be, you know, a crazy strategy game. No. It, it, it's okay to have a nice, simple beer and pretzels game um, with some nice-looking miniatures that you can, you know, drink and have fun with. Yep. Uh, I don't think that's a negative. Oh, me neither. I totally and, agree. You know, 
Arena Rex is strategic, don't get me wrong. Like, there's certainly uh, a level of strategy there. But overall, the models are simpler than, say, something like Guild Ball. Uh, it's not something like Guild Ball or War Machine where you're going to get tells because you don't know the abilities of another model and have to learn them by heart. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just a different style of game. It, it's a good second game that way because you don't have to know it fully to be able to still play it. There are some interesting interactions between models, of course. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Actually, there was something Guillaume was talking about. Uh, G, not Yom. Um, that I have to check on because it sounded broken as hell, but I don't know if it's because they were misreading a rule or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is always the case. Uh, could always be the case with new players. Or even seasoned players that don't pay that much attention to the rules, like myself. I'll have to double check. Especially for us, where most of the our gaming group English is a second language. Even as experienced I am with English, there's like we've seen that in Pop City where I read something and I never read it the right way until you read it and you saw it the right way first at first read, and I had made three or four other interpretations before getting to that one. Yeah, I got lucky. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. <clears throat> so, uh, what uh, what have you been doing hobby-wise this past week? Uh, I've did more casting, and that is done. So, the bases for Attack X, the uh, Guild Ball tournament at Attack X, are all done. Not the bases, but the uh, the goals. And that will let me uh, not close out, but uh, put away my casting and for some time. Be able to clean the, the room. Uh, after that, I finished my building project, the Kazani dwelling I was building for the Rogue Sculpts Craft Off. Uh, the first month is now done, the deadline has been passed, and we have been, we've more, we're moving to the second month now. Sadly, there, well, sadly or not, depending on uh, your viewpoint on that, there was a lot of no, it's not no shows, but, uh, dropouts. People that, yeah. Or people who didn't complete in time or stuff like that. So out of the 48 or 49 registrations, only 28 people uh, submitted their stuff on, in time. Oh, wow. So to not have so many people just go straight and lose half of the people who, who whose pair did both submit, uh, everybody from the first round is moving up to the second round. So the first one, instead of being uh, like a real uh, pair judgment, was just like a, a weeding round. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like I don't. I wouldn't even mind have to lose because the other guy I I did compete again uh, got his entry in, and he had something really nice. I he did a, a blacksmith shop, okay. so all medieval blacksmith shop. 
I think the details that I did sculpt and work on my stuff were a bit sharper, but he did so much more. There was an amazing amount of work on his on his building, so I would not have mind uh, at all to lose to uh, his pieces. So. Yeah. But yeah, just kind of say everyone passes to the next round. That's. That kind of seems like a cop out, even for. I, I, like, I understand the situation they're in, too, but. Mm hmm. That, that yeah. means people that really shouldn't pass on also are passing on, though. Because for sure, I'm sure there's some submissions that were not very good or are not to the same level as, you know, what you and your. Oh Your no, the the point. the level was pretty good indeed. I think that the people who were committed enough to complete, most of them had pretty. Uh, there are some amazing pieces. Uh, I'll throw the the link in the show notes. But like, one of the team was a flying vehicle. I think I'm not sure on the exact wording. And the two guys, there was a giant flying boat, like a flying dirigible, and the other one was. Kind of a letter carrier, but it was kind of a wood slate, but driven by a giant. Uh, not driven, but I understand what you're saying. The what? Uh, pulled by? No, carried by a oh, giant okay. lizard with mechani mechanical wings. Well, that's certainly original. Yeah, and it's a ton of work. <laughs> uh, a guy did a whole uh, dungeon and trace, something like. Two foot by two foot. There is a lot of amazing work in there. In there. So uh, I really encourage people to go look at the entries. There, there is a, a gallery on the websites. Uh, you can search for Rogue Skulls Craft Tough, or we'll have the link in the show notes anyway. So. Well, now you're going to be curious. Yeah. Like my piece, I like my piece, but my piece is. Pretty simple compared to a lot of other stuff there. Yeah, I thought your piece was was amazing. I, I agree. I understand why you made it simple. I mean, but I thought that it was uh, very whimsical, and I liked the little detailing you added, like the the spears and the shield on the outside and stuff. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just enough detail to you know to bring something to the model without too much it didn't take away from it. Because sometimes those little, like, when you start detailing stuff, you you can <laughs> detail it to the point where it detracts from the model. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, Which I didn't think was the case in your case. No, I don't think so. I, I think it did pretty well, but... I also did a, a gaming piece. Some people were... Or some people, the piece might be more for RPGs, or it's a bigger zone, not just a... A single building that will stand out on a map, or some yeah. some pieces are just purely done for the contest. So, ton of work. It, it's really fun. I got my uh, team for next month. Uh, I don't know what I'll do yet. It has a lot of possibility and also the possibility for a, a pretty big piece. But sadly, I don't. I won't have much time in the next month, so it's going to be rough 
I want to enter something because I don't want my opponent not have an opposition. Mm-hmm. Kind of sucks to do a, a paired competition and not have a competitor. Yeah, but, but life sometimes doesn't. Uh, yeah, but doesn't always why, allow us, right? Yeah, that's why I'll I'll start working in sketches. And we'll try to find something that fits, but that's not too big. And that I can do probably in stages, so I can stop at one point and decide that I can finish that there. Instead of adding more detail or getting it bigger. Gotcha. I'll see. So, was that? And uh, that's about it. I did, like I mentioned, uh, we did some some painting together, so I, I worked a bit more on Philly, but I'm working on her right now. And the rest has been cleaning. I did a lot of cleaning here. I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff, so... Uh, I need to go through more miniatures. So I might put some uh, up on the cell thread if some of our listeners want cheap stuff that will cost an arm and a leg to get shipped because we're in Canada. Whatever. <laughs> well, I am going back down to the States um, in just a couple weeks. Oh. So I can mail stuff out for you um, first week of October. We're going down on the Friday uh, like somewhere around the the 6th or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. If your buyers can wait a little bit. <laughs> well, I, I don't have anything amazing for sale. I don't think I'll... I need to check, but I don't think I'll sell anything from my painted collection. So it's going to be bits and extra games and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And just think, when I go down, I'm going to add more miniatures to your collection, Antoine. Is it, on, is it only bases? Didn't know. Didn't you buy some miniatures? I don't remember. Oh, but um, didn't you buy some like forgotten? One forgotten of the small with? expansions for uh, Super Dungeon. Super Dungeon, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I bought the second edition, <laughs> or whatever the Forgotten King. Yeah, I bought Forgotten mm-hmm. Kings. It was so cheap. Yeah, and I didn't have it. I don't. Even, I don't even know if it's any good. I like. I remember it. it was Super Mario themed. That's all I remember about it. No. Isn't it? No, What's Super that? Mario was the first extension. Oh, that was Cavern of Rockstars. Yeah. Forgotten uh, oh, King as the plants and the uh, transformed guards. So they have the platypus guards, the rabbit executioner. Uh, there's the frog cavalry on chicken. Okay, now I don't remember what I bought. So I'm going to go look. <laughs> Maybe I, maybe I bought Caverns of Rockstar. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I know is it was on sale at Miniature Market. Uh, both so. were, so... <laughs> yeah, well, that's just it. Could so. have been one or the other. Or both? <laughs> or both. <laughs> I, I don't remember what I spent. Yeah, that sale was amazing, so... <laughs> it could have yeah, been I, both. I spent more than I intended, I know that. Yeah, me too. I bought a lot of bases. Yeah, that's what I bought most uh, of too. Yeah. And wow, so, since uh, 
since I signed up for their their newsletter or whatever, it is Spam City for Miniature Market. Oh, yes, for sure. I unsubscribe from anything there. <laughs> There's just too much. And even like the thank you for the recent purchase where I would assume there are, my invoice would be there. No, it's just more, more advertising. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, on the gaming side, what have you done in the past weeks? Wait, hold on. I got my invoice open. Oh, okay. You got it. Uh, yeah, I bought Caverns of Roxor second edition. Oh, okay. So it's Cavern of Roxor, but with the cards and rules that goes with, uh, Forgotten King. So you will have the arcade cards and stuff like that. Okay. Arcade cards are the mode where there is no console and you're playing all against the board. It's a cooperative uh, variant. The arcade mode. Wasn't that what regular Super Dungeon is? No, the regular version has a console, so you're uh, oh, 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 one yes, bad yes, guy yes, yes. against yeah, okay, the sorry, other players. Me now. Yeah. The other one is purely cooperative, where the... Uh, Movements and the uh, values of all the bad guys are fixed numbers, and you have patterns to respect and stuff like that. Okay, I see. I see. And I see. Yeah, I think you bought the uh, Emerald Valley Warband expansion and the Stilt Town Zombies expansion. Yep, that makes sense. Okay. And then there was forty-five million bases. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have to look to see what you bought and what I bought because. I bought a lot of what you bought, and then I bought more. So I, I, mm-hmm. I may have been back. It was three dollars for a pack of bases. Like, yeah, that that was crazy. And they, they are good bases. They were the Kickstarter bases that uh, Micro Studio and Cool Mini did together. Yeah, exactly. Or the now called Simon or Command. We know the truth. They're still Cool Mini. <laughs> they can't hide from us. That's old timers. Yeah, so, what did you play? Um, well, I, uh, actually, what I decided to do this past weekend, um... Well, you alluded to a small event, uh, earlier. Yeah, so I ran my, uh, my annual PolCon, as I call it, which is, uh, where I invite my, my gaming friends over to game, and we did it this year at, uh, my parents' house out in the country. And we had great weather, and we did uh, a seven-man guild ball tournament. So we had a... Unfortunately, we had an odd number. Uh, you were unable to attend, which which saddened me greatly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, such Seven needs to. It's okay. You'll just have to make the winter edition. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to do it closer to home. We've decided we're going to do it uh, at Steve's place in the bunker to make it easier. Because winter, the weather's too unpredictable. Yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, so we did a three-round uh, guild ball tournament where I provided uh, the tournament kit and lunched everyone and the place to play, and then everyone brought their own beer, and it was good fun. It was good fun. I uh, I uh, won the event, which my sister declared was uh, very wrong of me, as uh, you know, when I invite friends over, I should allow them to win. Because that would make me a better host. <laughs> apparently, uh, it wasn't a bunch of grown men playing with dollies. But apparently, we're all twelve-year-olds at a birthday party. That's uh, how she sees it. <laughs> so, is she wrong? Well, <laughs> ish. 
I mean, I like all my friends. I don't like them enough to let them win. <laughs> like, if they win, they win. That's fine. But let them win? Yeah. Especially when the finals are against Yom? Uh, yeah, there's no way you'll let him uh, go easily. No, no, no. Like, if he wins, he wins. But I ain't letting him win. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, if he would have won, I might have told him I let him win. But that's <laughs> that's entirely different. Um yeah, so it was uh, it was super fun. Uh, we got started a little late because there was an incident, uh, <laughs> where or someone forgot their wallet and they decided to put gas in their motorcycle, and then realized they couldn't pay for it, so people had to turn around and go meet them and pay for their gas. Uh, it was kind of funny. I'll be sure to make fun of that for years to come. Mm-hmm. Every time I invite them to something. That will also yeah. teach him to be a Luddite and not have uh, Android, uh, Google Pay or Apple Pay or something on his phone. Well, I can't comment about that because I don't have that either on my phone. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I don't really see a, a need for it. But, but of course, y- maybe now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just as a backup. Yeah. I, I did something similar uh, earlier this year. I went to work and forgot my wallet, and I didn't have a lunch that day, so, hmm. Uh, I was able to install it and uh, add the info required to do the the registration, and that saved me. Saved me an empty stomach. It wasn't that bad, but still. I think being stranded somewhere in Montreal in Europe your tournament would have been far worse. <laughs> Probably. Well, he wasn't stranded. I think he'd already pumped the gas. The yeah, was but, he couldn't uh, pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> he was still stranded in theory. The gas wasn't his. I suppose. Isn't possession nine-tenths of the law? Is not the way that works? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... So you did play some Gilball. Yeah, we played Gilball three rounds. I played uh, Union... Uh, played against our buddy Chris. Um, he was playing Alchemists. Managed to, to win that one 12 to 8, I think. And then I played, uh, uh Daniel the Butcher Arsenal. Um. Who doesn't play Butcher? No, we just call him that because he butchers us. Um, he was playing. Blacksmiths? Yes, uh, Blacksmiths. And he had a, a ball playing lineup. He played regular Cinder. Oh. I, I'd never seen her on the table. For a so ball I, lineup, I kind of like her with the... Uh, oh, yeah. She's the, the one that do the uh, attack at distance, like? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. Oh, no, no. She, she's she's good for that, but... And he was playing um, Bolt and... Ferris. Ferris and Cutlass and Culverin and Furnace. So I expected a ball-playing lineup. So I was actually pretty concerned because I was playing a well my my standard union lineup uh vet rage uh coin decimate minx hemlock and benediction so I had a little bit of ball playing ability uh but more uh, takeout ability I guess you could say and I, I just heard he'd move the ball around me and and keep me out of the game but he uh he I think was concerned about what my models would do to his models. So he parked the ball basically behind, in his deployment zone almost, 
and held it there for the whole game. Oh. Um, so I, I won. It was very close on clock. I, I don't remember what he scored. Um, it, I'd have to check. It's on Longshanks. It, it may have been final score of 12 to 2. Or it may have been 12 6. He may have made a, a goal and then take, I, I don't remember. But, uh, it, it did not go well for him. Like, I, I remember that much. <laughs> uh, but a fun game. And, um, then I played, uh, Yom and his butchers, uh, in the final round. Brewers. Oh, I said butchers. Yeah, sorry. Brewers. And he played, uh, Corker. I played the same lineup all day, so it was the same lineup I played the previous round. He played, uh, Corker and Spigot and Hooper, uh, Vet Decimate. Trevor Wilson. There was the doggy mascot who's Quaff, I think maybe is Quaff. the dog's name. Yeah. And there's another player, and I can't remember who the final player was for him. Right? Vet Decimate, Hooper, Spigot, Corker, Quaff. The scoring chick. Mash. Friday. Yes, Friday. 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 Thank you. The scoring chick. Uh, that is totally what he played. The scoring chick. And um, it was a, a brutal game. I, I could not get anything going. And we were trading takeouts. And I actually clocked myself because I had a lot of uh, a lot of time lost in the tank. And uh, in the end, it came down to the final activation. I managed to score my final activation and take it to, to a 12-11 victory for me. But it, it was crazy close. Like, really, really a nail-biting game. Uh, lots of fun playing Yom. In the end, I took... Uh, we, we'd actually bought a tournament kit for the event, and we ran it on Longshanks, so... It's there like a real event, which is kind of funny. And uh, I took first place... I, I'm not sure who came in second. I think it might have been uh, Dan. And um, Yom came in third. Because Yom had the, the buy round. Mm -hmm. And uh, a win and a loss. And Dan had had uh, two straight-up wins and a loss to me. So I think because of strength of schedule and because of the fact that Yom had a buy, uh, Dan got second place. Yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. I, I look forward to doing something like that again. We're planning the winter edition, like I said, someplace uh, more local. <laughs> it's always good to spend a a day with friends, in a, in a casual, casual event with drinking, and uh, no stress about you know time and you know, having to get out of a place by a certain certain hour. And no worries about parking and finding the place. And if you don't show up on time, well, it's no big deal. We'll just start later. Yeah, it it really changes the feel. And and not worrying that you're going to end up having to play some douche nozzle, too, also helps. You know, when the worst you can get is Yom, you're doing okay. Hopefully I'll be able to attend next one. Yeah, like, so the next one we're going to do, um, that's Steve's place, in the secret bunker, which I guess isn't so secret anymore. And, uh... No, it's never really secret. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it was never secret. I mean, a lot of people don't know it exists. Sure. Or rather, they don't know where it is. Mostly because they don't know where Steve lives. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'll, we'll probably do it there. I, I was going to do it at my mom's, but then Steve suggests we do it there just for ease of traveling in the winter. 
And I, and I think we can do a, an eight-man event there comfortably. I think so. Because the the spare room off the side that we never use. Mm-hmm. I think getting two tables in there is easy enough. So we do t- two tables in the main room, two tables in that room, and be eight. That is my goal. That's a good goal. I try. But yeah, I uh, I highly recommend people try to run these little events for themselves. It's uh, it's quite a fun way to play games. If you're only quasi competitive in nature, like I am, unless your your more competitive friends be kind of competitive because it's it's a a competitive event, quote unquote. But it lets you be pretty casual <laughs> at the same time, so it's it's a good uh, middle ground for everyone. Just my two cents. I agree with your two cents. Well, I'm glad you agree. Yep. What about you? Did you play any games this week? Uh, no miniature games. Uh, I was out over the weekend in the woods with uh, some friends. We did play uh, a session of RPG with the kids. So I ran a game of... Uh, Simplified Dungeon World went, went well. We started late, so I had to kind of rush the end to finish the story and get the kids in bed, but uh, it was fun. was my first time trying to run uh, that kind of uh, system, but it ran well. Uh, we also played some King of Tokyo. Which oh, is so. beginning to be a regular. <laughs> I'm just going to back you up for one second. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, how many kids were you playing, were you running this for? And what ages? What's the spread? There, well, there, we were three adults and there were four kids and two of those were kind of uh, assistants and instead of players. So we had two kids playing uh, characters and two adult playing characters. And the two smaller kids were helping with the, like, throwing dice and the, making the color decision and the character illustrations and stuff like that. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I was running a, a party of uh, kids in town, so I had a plant base R2D2, a mermaid. A elf ranger with a, a wolf pup, a siren, and a magical girl with a pet unicorn. So the plant-based R2-D2, was that Theodore? Yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know why I knew that would be your son, but I just knew it would be your son. Well, he was the only other guy, <laughs> male, <laughs> there present, so... <laughs> Well, I, who says R2-D2 had to be a male? No, but the other characters were less male. Uh, uh, well, I guess, yeah, that's true. Mermaids and... I, I didn't think of that. The ranger could have been uh, anywhere, but the, yeah, the mermaid and the... Uh, the siren. Uh, magical. The magical uh, girl and the siren. The yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't... That didn't even click. Because <laughs> the first one you mentioned was the, the plant. Yeah. And I just knew right away as soon as you said it, like, that's, that's gotta be Theodore. 
Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I, I tried to run it kind of lose, like Dungeon World is supposed to be, where you ask players for input in the the setting. So there were some uh, funny things, like at the end, they were facing a giant uh, ketchup chips golem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of stuff That's... like that. <laughs> All right. I don't know much about Dungeon World. Um, I know it's a free RPG system that's well regarded. Yeah. It's a but, uh, whole line of systems. The powered by the Apocalypse line. And they have a ton of different uh, settings and uh, adaptations. Ack, they call them the Dunder, Dunder World Axe or powered by the Apocalypse Axe. Well, yeah. was fun. Sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, that's the system I wanted to run when we. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we're I know. supposed to do the, the the in the car ride to Chicago RPG session. Yeah, exactly. I'm still holding out for that some year. Yeah, I'm gonna get you to run it. We're gonna go to Adepticon, you and I, somehow, some way. Oh, sometime. it doesn't have to be that long. We could do it uh, while doing to Captain Con for sure, if the weather permits you to. <laughs> <laughs> be uh, not so concentrated on the road. On keeping us alive? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Or we can do it live in person too. Uh, an evening with yeah. the, the guys. Yeah, I am totally uh, for that. Yeah. And the last thing we did is uh, here uh, in, the f- in my family we have a pretty strict uh, regimen on uh, any video games and screen time. But my son has been a bit crazy about Plants vs. Zombies, the, uh, the yeah. app game. But as he cannot play that much, he's been doing a ton of drawings of the game now. So he has, uh, I think, 15 or 20 of the plants in, uh, that he drawn in the cutout. He did some zombies. He was working in a game of his own, just in, in his mind. But uh, this uh, yesterday, we started to put down his game on paper, and we did playtesting. So we did two run of playtesting. After the first game, even, like, he was beating me so bad that for a uh, nine-year-old to say, yeah, that's kind of not fun, <laughs> meant that it was really terrible for the other player. <laughs> So we made a first pass of adjustment, tried the game again, and it was better, but there's more work to be done. But uh, it's fun making his uh, mind work around and see the possibilities and what could be changed. Can Do we make the zombies better? Do we make the plants less effective? Working on points and abilities and dice throws and stuff like and, that. And that must translate pretty well, because it's basically a game on a grid, right? Yeah, yeah. The the only part that works less well is as a zombie player. It's kind of a it's a line defense game. Yeah. So there's no reason to not put all your zombies in the same line because only the first like the front guy is taking damage, so the other ones are moving on MP. So they have a shield. Well, they can- yeah, but they can never pass that first guy, right? 
Uh, in the video game, they do, because some zombies go faster, and they do go over. Oh, yeah, that's true. They can walk past him. Yeah, so... It's been a long time since I played Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah. So I've been dividing my zombies between the lines, just to make it more fun for him, and make uh, have a reason for him to build stuff on the other lanes. But that's something we have to uh, work hard, work out. <laughs> But yeah, it was a fun, nerdy uh, PlayStation with my son. That's pretty awesome. I, I look forward to, to stuff like that. My, my daughter's only five, so she's out there. She has interests, though. We uh, I set up the Arena Rex board for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the and, pictures. And she was, uh, she was fascinated by it. She really liked the fact there was all these warrior women in my... Or at least a couple warrior women. And your crew. Yeah. Yeah. I think she liked the idea that there could be girls that were heroes too. Or girls that could be strong. That's kind of funny. Though, of course, she doesn't understand the, the, you know, highly valuable, well, valuable, expensive resin miniatures. You know, you can't pick one up and slam it into the other because it's, you know, it's beating the other one. Like, no, no, please don't do that with my guys. Yeah, that's the perfect uh, use of paper standees is for kids to play with. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was, it started out, I was playing with it. I set it up because I wanted to see what the yeah, how it looked, the visual uh, was, right? Once painted. Yeah. Well, because you loaned me some painted terrain, and I had the uh, the mat underneath it, and mm-hmm. the arena on top, so it kind of made a complete look. At first, she thought it was a skating rink because the sand is white in the arena. Yeah. So she was pretending the models were skating around on ice, <laughs> which made me laugh. And then I explained to her that it was actually sand. And that seemed to confuse her for a bit. The sand was not sand colored, but, you know, she accepted it eventually. Kid logic. Gotta love kid logic. The sand is sand color. Sand is uh, not a simple color. Well, like like most kids, sand is cartoon colored, which means yellow. Yeah, kind of yellowish. I knew what you meant. Yeah, so good times, good times. Looking forward to her being old enough to actually play stuff, because I think she'll have the mind for it. Mm-hmm. Not to say you need to be a, a brilliant strategist to play miniature games, but she'll have the type of mind that'll that'll want to play miniature games. Is what I mean. All right, let's look at this show doc. Where do we go from here, Antoine? I think we're about done. Uh, there's oh, you were one... talking about King, King of Tokyo, and I interrupted you to go back to the RPG. Oh, I just said that it was uh, starting to be your, uh, your, your go-to, go-to game. Go-to, yeah. How, like, that and Memoir. And what? Memoir, the uh, oh, memoir, memoir game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those two game. are getting out almost every week. Now, King of Tokyo, how how old do you think you have to be to play King of Tokyo? Like, Juliette's not playing King of Tokyo, I presume. She is, but we, like, she likes to throw the dice and uh, go for so the stuff. So she's participating. She's participating, but, she's participating, she's... but we're uh, doing most of the, uh, like, the power decisions. Like, she's not, pick- she's picking power based on the uh, the stuff on the cards, but she understands that she has to, uh, Build up power cubes and stuff like that. 
she doesn't understand the intricacy of the game or like how the points were when you're in Tokyo or outside of Tokyo and how to build up points, but she likes to participate. I would say pretty six or seven. You could start to play. Like, Muriel is, what, five? Yeah. I think you could try it out. She, so she still four or she just turned five? I don't remember. She turned four. Oh, I thought she was a bit older than that. Okay. No. Like, the, uh, the dice mechanic is easy. So I'm pretty sure Muriel would understand that. After that, there's the, like, the tactical decision of being in Tokyo or outside and go out or what dice to pick is not always the easy. Like, sometimes it's better to keep the boring numbers that only give you uh, victory points but don't make you attack or get power-ups. But, uh, like, the kids never go for the numbers. Because <laughs> they're less concerned about winning yep. and more concerned about rampaging monsters. Exactly. Gotcha. It's like their children. But outside of that, with some... Uh, uh, I don't have the right word, but watching over. Guidance. Guidance. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure she could play. But I, I've been playing with Theodore. Theodore is nine. And uh, I got the game in French, so he could read the, uh, the ability cards. And he has no problem playing uh, by himself. Like, some of the... Powers are a bit complicated, so you skip those, or you need help understanding what they do. But outside of that, he can play the game uh, on his own. Oh. Okay. I'm pretty sure you, you would have been able to do so at going back a year or two. So. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So I'll have to, uh, I'll have to try her. Yeah, I have misplaced something. Oh well, story of my life. <laughs> if you misplace something and that's the worst thing that happened to you in the recording, it's a pretty light recording. Yeah, I haven't uh, impaled myself or glued myself to anything or dropped anything. Or that's true. I haven't dropped anything this cast either. Yeah. We're not done yet. There's still time. Yeah. Speaking of time, we're about done, I think. So I'll go to the news. Sounds good. Yeah. It's going to be a simple one. I only have one item this week because I, it was a holiday weekend and I was not here. So I didn't have time to do much more research. So this pro, it's a Kickstarter project by uh, World of Twilight. It's the Anyeral Zuntin's Juice Bar. So this is a couple miniatures. It's a small Kickstarter, only, run only running for two weeks, where you have a character that's called Zuntin, and you have his juice bar, which is a giant kind of lizardy creature with a bunch of barrels on his back and a banner pole and bottles and glasses. So he's a a mobile juice bar. This it, Hold on. It, it's I gotta a, go check this out. It's a scenario <laughs> piece. Or a, a special scenario piece. So it, it's super fun. Okay, that's pretty awesome. 
So you can pledge to get either just the uh, just something, the the juice master for five pounds in middle, or you can for twenty two pounds you get uh, something and the juice bar in resin. So this is kind of the, the all included version, and that's it. That's all there is in the Kickstarter. It's funny because the models. I always forget this game does not have humanoids in it. <laughs> or it has humanoids, I guess, but not but humans. No humans, yeah. So whenever I see models from like, oh, this this looks weird looking, and it's like, oh wait, the whole line is weird looking. What do I say? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a. That's not meant as a slight at the line. I think it's pretty awesome and mm-hmm. pretty, pretty brave in some respects. Because I think it's harder to sell a line of models. Where there's no human component. Yeah, because you because, cannot because you're not, use you're not them. picking up RPGers and stuff, yeah. right? You're you're limiting yourself. <laughs> Only for people who want to play in that setting. Yeah. Well, your RPG in that setting might be interesting anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. you could RPG in that setting or RPG similar kind of creatures in another world too. Well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like you could, yeah. if what did I see? Something just launched an RPG module. Oh, um, not a Kickstarter. This is very cool, by the way. I, I really like this. I love, I love the fact the guy's named Juice Bar. Um, but it made me think that there was uh, actually. Do you remember last year we did a Kickstarter? We talked about it. Maybe it was two years ago, even for Whitewood Abbey. It was a three D printed um, Abbey. You could you basically paid for the files. Yeah, didn't you print I, I, part of that for Steve or something like that? Uh, yeah, I printed the church. Yeah, I, I bought the, I bought in the Kickstarter it was eighty dollars US, super good value for the files you got. But they've launched now a uh, an RPG uh, setting book oh. for Whitewood Abbey, and um, I, I don't know what the costing is of. I don't know if it was free for Kickstarters. I, don't, I haven't looked into it yet because I just saw the email go by. But I thought it was really neat because now you can three D print the whole Abbey and all the buildings and stuff. And there's an RPG module with all the characters and history and background. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I think that's uh, pretty awesome. So that's by Infinite Dimensions. You should go check that out as well if you're looking for cool RPG source material. I'll add it in the show notes so that we don't forget it. Um, oh, and something else. That's It's not exactly a news item, but uh, speaking of Anyarol, the Kazani building I've been doing for the Turing contest, I did more sketches than the, the building I've done, but one of the uh, contest organizers really liked the, the sketches and the building, how it was going on. So he asked permission and he did 3D files, so you can 3D print the three Kazani buildings I sketched for free. They are on Tegivers right now. So if you like the building or you like the idea of having kind of really round shapes, which we don't see much in terrains, <laughs> and have that for your fantasy world, uh, you can print them out. <laughs> it's only the basic shapes, so you'll need to add the, the doors and add the window zonings and banners and stuff like that, but still you have the, the basic word work is done for you. So you have just to have texture and texture and decoration. Yeah, I think that thing looked awesome, by the way. I know I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think your building is awesome. 
I'll link that in the show notes also. And that's it for me. Okay. Well, Antoine, as always, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. And I look forward to doing this again with you next week. Me too. Take it easy, man. Bye, geeks. Thanks for listening to Geeks of the North. If you want to contact us, you can email us at geeksofthenorth at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksofthenorth or follow us on Twitter at geeksofthenorth. You can follow me, Paul, at PRFilio, Antoine at Eltonio Berg, Steve at B underscore Steve, and if you really feel the need, I guess you can follow Yom. He's at Yomasta. Breaks and outro music by Ladrave. You can listen to them at ladrave.bandcamp.com. See you next time, geeks. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find All Us Geeks, a podcast that discusses board games, movies, television, comics, Kickstarter, and many other forms of geek culture. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.